Welcome to the Johnny and Dallas Entrepreneur Podcast. Johnny is a family man who has been buying and selling small businesses since his teenage years. Dallas is a product and branding expert, Shark Tank survivor, and partner to billionaire entrepreneur Mark Cuban. Now it's time to turn it over to your hosts for some powerful, impactful, and fun entrepreneurial excitement. All right, what's up, guys? This is Johnny. Dallas, what's happening? Season one, episode one of the Johnny and Dallas podcast show. I'm excited. Me too. This man. is gonna be awesome. It is. So, a couple uh, months ago, I posted on Facebook saying that we wanted to start a podcast with young entrepreneurs um, that we felt like we could help or we can add inspiration to, or those people who are out there who the only step left to do is just to try it. And so I connect with this guy on the golf course and we have such parallel visions of like helping people with this. And so I decided me and him are down, I should team up. And so we're gonna bring his podcast. The first person that we're gonna interview is the man. <laughs> um, you've probably seen him from such shows as Shark Tank uh, amongst others. Um, no, in all honesty, he's an entrepreneur at, in, to the core and he, he's learned a ton. Um, and I'm excited to hear from him and learn from him. So, Dal, kind of introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from. Yeah, Dallas Robinson. I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. I uh, grew up just out of Salt Lake in South Jordan. Um, been here pretty much my entire life. And uh, awesome place to live. Great place to do business. Cool place to be an entrepreneur in the Salt Lake Valley. A uh, lot of seasoned, amazing entrepreneurs, as I was learning, that kind of mm. took me under their wing. and. And uh, as I was this scared young kid trying, trying to live out my dreams, um, so super fun place. Uh, I started my first company in college. I had my first idea in high school and decided to take that idea and turn it into a little company. And that was, uh, that was 10 years ago now. So, so I've known Dallas since high school. He was actually a couple grades younger than me, but I just remember the dude was loud, People knew who he was and he was like student body, stuff like that. And he's, he was cut out for this stuff. So I'm excited we reconnected. Um, before we get into that, tell me where we're at right now. Where are we? So we're at my, one of my latest ventures. Uh, one, of the, one of the projects that I'm working on right now. This is uh, a retail store, which is new for me. I'm, I'm doing, I do the online stuff. I, I've done big retail selling into big stores. But having my own retail stores is a completely new concept. So it's, it's been an interesting ride. This is a, a high-end children's boutique. So high-end strollers, so cars. This seats. is why we're thus the table. <laughs> we have this little <laughs> bitty table that's <laughs> we, made for kids, yeah. and we're uh, we're testing it out, making sure uh, it hasn't broken. It, it hasn't I feel broke. like it's great quality. It's good quality. Yeah. It's good quality. So it's called Stroller Haas. Um, the reason for for that is because we import a lot of stuff from Europe. So yeah. a lot of German engineered high-end cool strollers. So I'm gonna throw a plug in. If you're in Salt Lake in the Draper, you gotta come check this place out if you have any kids. It's it's awesome. The setup is phenomenal. Um, Dal and his wife have an eye for like the good stuff. So we come down and check do, it out. We wanna do it's something awesome. different. Yeah. You know, we wanna do something different. Something like this didn't exist in Draper, something high-end, something mm -hmm. that catered to people who really you know, care about the organic, care about you know, a, a nicer stroller that's gonna last forever, mm -hmm. um, and equipment and baby gear that goes along with it. That's, that's really what we do. So yeah. this is one of the latest projects, it's awesome. which we're really excited about. So let's, let's actually talk about your project. So you started being an entrepreneur in high school. Um, tell, tell us about like, the first, the first, um, I guess the first business you started in high school, because I imagine there's some high school kids on here that have some awesome ideas. If you are a high school kid, by the way, and you do have ideas, don't let anyone ever tell you that you're too young to try stuff, because 
you're in like the in crowd if you're in high school. Like that's where a lot of the the clients and the and the people who are going to buy your stuff that's where they come from. So don't let anyone ever tell you that. Just as a side note, but tell us about your your high school gig. And you know it's amazing. I I still I go back and some of the funnest things I do is speak to high school kids. I absolutely love mm -hmm. that. And it's amazing to see where kids' heads are at in high school. Now, I had this idea in high school. I didn't act on it until I was in college. Okay. When I was years later, and I look at these high school kids as I'm speaking to them, and I think, man, if I would have acted on it five years earlier, where would I be at today? Right. And, and it's incredible to watch these kids that are going to be the next generation of entrepreneurs and the ideas they have for Wild. apps and Wild. all this technology. And so yeah. it's just, it, it's unreal. So in high school, I thought of this idea. I had a goofy idea. I was in a student, I was student body president. Um, before that, I was a junior class officer. So it was my task to choose out the, uh, the gifts for prom. Okay. So you give this little gift as you get your tickets and you go in. Usually it's some crappy mug or something that you're going to throw away, right, you know, right. later a keychain or something, something some tchotchke that you'll right. never see again. So I, I thought as I'm looking through these catalogs, these thick catalogs of all the stuff, garbage that you can buy for prom and have engraved, I, I thought how cool would it be to have a lip balm that you had one flavor, your date had the other, and if you got lucky enough to kiss your date, the flavors would combine on contact right. and do some crazy stuff. Maybe heat up and cool That's down sweet. or tingle or they would do something. So right? let's be honest though, you had your eye on the girl. Right? Uh, of course I did. Of course. <laughs> like, how, I can I, eye, yeah. how can I get behind I'm you? like, how? Yeah. How can I make sure this breaker. goes down, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I thought, you know, how, how rad would that be for a, a fun cool gift that's functional and unique and there's nothing like it on the market. So I, I sat and thought about this for years. So I, wait, how old were you when you started thinking about this? To give I was a junior in high school, like 15, 16, 17, right? I had the idea at 16 okay. or 17 and would have used it. I had, I tried all types of lip balms. I did a lot of outdoor sports. I, mm -hmm. I did extreme sports. I was always out there whether winter, summer, my lips were getting cracked. They were getting ugly. They were getting messed up and nothing's worse than that and going on a date in high school and thinking you might get lucky enough to kiss the girl and right. then you've got these wrecked lips, right? right? Not gonna Horrible, horrible. And you're worrying about that as a high school kid. You're right. like going to the pharmacy and you're picking out whatever lip balms. I hated everything out that either it tasted horrible or uh -huh. it was made for like little girls, right? right? Like, yeah. So there was nothing in between right. that was like awesome, tasted great and functional. So I, I thought of this kind of idea or this spin on lip balm. And then it took me until I was in college and uh, I had a real job. I had a great job. I had a, a job in my family's company. Okay. Um, I was doing awesome at it. I had a full-time gig in sales and I was, I was rocking as uh -huh. a sales guy. I was going up the chain and, you know, potentially one day could have, could have had the keys to that place if I, you know, her played my cards. Right. right. Um, but, uh, decided I was in college and uh, I had a business, uh, a business class. I really gravitated. I didn't love college. Sorry, where'd you go to college? Uh, Utah Valley University. That's right. That's where I went. Go Over UV, right? right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, had a business class. I, I didn't like the general. So I kind of skipped around and, and skipped a lot of my generals. And, and back then they allowed you to go into the business courses and audit them and then get okay. added in. Cool. So I skipped like my first two years and just went right into the business courses. And so I was doing a lot of these, these kind of advanced business classes. Uh -huh. And I had one called business presentations and you have to do an hour long presentation on something. Didn't matter what, just something. And I chose to take this idea, build it out like a real idea and present it to the class as if it was a real business. 
So I get up there and do a spiel on this for, for so, an so hour. how old are you at this point? 21, 22? Yeah, I'm 21 so years five old. Year, four years later. Four, four or five, five years, years later. later. Okay. I'm 21 years old. I'm giving this spiel in front of the class, and the class goes nuts. I okay. mean, after I have questions, I have everybody's lit just thinking this is the greatest thing yeah, that they've heard of. This is the best way for They're them like, to get lucky. They're like, this is hilarious. Too, right? They're like, this, does this stuff really <laughs> exist? Cool. And even my professor holds me after class and says, I want to talk to you. And I, I thought I'd messed something up on the presentation. I didn't know. But he said, I've seen a lot of presentations, and this is one of the best ideas I've ever seen. And I'd be willing to invest in this really? if you go forward and actually make this a company. Cool. I didn't take any of his money, but it was interesting enough, and it, it gave me that little boost of confidence right. to say, you know what, I'm so, going for it. So let's back up to your high school days. Did anyone ever tell you, like, did you share your idea with anybody? Or was it kind of like, it, I shared it with so many people. And were people like, ah, you're too young? Or like, what? I mean, why didn't you, why did it take you five, six years to start it? Just because of I the think, confidence or what was you know, it? No, I think I had to get, I, I was more focused in, in high school on other things. I wasn't, I wasn't business minded okay. then. I wasn't thinking of, you know, I was thinking of having enough money for gas in my, in my tank. Was I was it? having enough, having enough to be able to, you know, buy a new motorcycle okay. part or something like that. Right. I wasn't, I wasn't in the frame of mind to be like, I can build something and sell it and go make money. Gotcha. I, I thought, you know, service-based companies were the way I was going to go mow people's lawns and I was going to make mm -hmm. money. I was going to go, you know, I was a shuttle driver to the airport when I was trying to trade your time for a dollar. That's what I was okay. thinking. And I thought if I did enough of that, I could make a lot of dollars and that's mm -hmm. what it would work. And it didn't occur to me until, and really until that class, that class, cool. To push it over the edge and go, you know what? I don't know how to make lip balm, but right. I can probably figure it so, out. So okay, so you got you got you got some confidence. Tell us what happens after that. From because I've heard I've heard pieces of the story from you, but I haven't actually heard that. That's pretty cool. So yeah, I think so. From this point, you were out. Correct me if I'm wrong. You were out selling, right? Summer sales. Well, that's where the light switch switched okay. on, right? It switched okay. on after that class, and I'm like, I'm going for it. I'm gonna go. I researched. I jumped on Google, which is, you know, nowadays that's the best place to get a bunch right. of information. I jumped on Google on how to make lip balm, what made good lip balm. I, I researched, did the research and development for that day for months. Oh, really like that day, that week, and that's all I did <laughs> in my free time. Cool. And uh, and I started learning, and I started. I started, you know, hitting my first roadblocks. I started calling these companies up and saying, "Hey, you have a, a lip balm chemist, or you have a chemist. I need a lip balm formula created." And they're just like, "Yeah, we can do it, and it's fifty grand." Right. You know, that's my first roadblock. I'm a broke college student. I'm newly married. Uh -huh. I have zero dollars. I don't have anything to be able to pay these people, and that's my first stumbling block. I'm like, I don't have fifty grand. So you tell. So wait. So for all you guys out there. You're telling me your first idea, like it didn't just fall into your lap? You just, yeah, it did first not person just call fall those in and be like, cool, yeah, we'll yeah, do this. It's a great idea. In fact, I'll give you all the money you need. That didn't yeah. happen? No, it did not happen. Right? Not my experience. I, I don't feel like that's ever happened, actually. <laughs> I don't so. think in any of my ventures that's ever happened. <laughs> so, cool. You so know? you're calling these companies. They're like telling you, hey, it's going to be an absorbent yeah, amount of money. It, you're like, But it's huge crap. money. And so, so I'm looking at, okay, do I get a loan? How much do I believe in this idea, right? And I, I'm thinking of my skills. I, I'm doing a skill inventory, and I'm looking at. It, I'm like, okay, I'm a pretty good salesperson. Yep. I can I can do sales. So I'm thinking I need to go do a sales job on these chemists. Gotcha. I need to go in person. I need to go polished and and go in there, and I need to sell these guys on me and my idea. Okay. So that's what I do. I find I find the most local chemist that I can find. I go in there and I sell them on the idea of Kiss Sticks. Is okay. what it, what we ended up naming the company. Fantastic, and, uh, by the way. It's, it's definitely <laughs> it, attention it, grabber, it, right? It grabs your attention. Got it. And so, so these guys, you know, caught the vision. I, I was able to sell them the vision, and, and luckily they bought it. 
and said, you know what, we will do your we will do your formulation for free if you buy X amount from us. Sure. Right. Over okay. over a period of time, I didn't have to you know throw down right then. Right. So I I was able to overcome that first roadblock, cool. and you know now I just got my fifty thousand dollars for free. I'm right. done. Now I just have to buy from them for a certain period of time. Awesome. Then the next thing was branding, logo, website, all of that. Again, very, very expensive. Talk to a couple ad agencies, horrendously expensive. Mm -hmm. Can't do that. So then I'm, I'm looking again, I'm like, okay, let's be resourceful. Let's go to UVU, I go to school there. Let's go to the graphic design department. There's seniors in there that, that need to do that need to do class projects. Okay, a senior project, they need and something. So I asked the teacher, you know, the professor, Oh, who's your who's your best people and and uh, who needs a senior project? So he pointed cool. three people out to me. Ended up with one uh, with a person for the logo and a person for the site, and they did incredible, incredible jobs. That's what we still use today. And I think we bought them a couple gift cards, threw them a couple <laughs> gift cards, and That's like awesome. helped them out. But they got a great grade on yeah. there, and and I got a website, a logo, and everything else that we you know a lot of it we're still using today. So awesome. So it worked out. You know, that, then that was, that was my, I overcame those two things. We had all the assets we needed to launch the company. We just didn't have the lip balm yet. It took us about six months to get the formulation right okay. with the chemist. And then after that, I needed money to buy the product. Right. So went to my parents and said, of course. Hey, I need a, I need a loan. Yeah. <laughs> I need, and, and they, and they were cool enough to be like, uh, I don't know. What well, sure. At this point they believed, right? They seen their son, remember they were proud as heck. They seen their son go from idea to product, to like website, to design, to development. Now, like. I mean, dude, I think if I see my kids do as much work as you do, of course I'm gonna say, hey, how much do you need, right? Yeah, I'm gonna help, I'm gonna help yeah, you out. Awesome. And, they, and they were cool that's enough cool. to do it. I still think they thought, you know, it'll, this will be a fun little side like project. A learning experience, a learning experience. Right? Good school. And who knows how big or small it will go, right. but it's a dream, little and did they, they believed know. in it. And then, yeah. you know, and that's all I could ask. So they gave me five grand, and five cool. grand buys a lot of lip balm. Yeah, you know? it, it sure buys does. a lot of lip yeah. balm. So I buy it, I go in, and I start just hustling this stuff. I mean, I'm selling this stuff in the school, they, we got set up in the hallway at school. We got set up. We were going to every boutique and salon and everywhere around Utah County, um, Salt Lake County, everywhere to sell yeah. this stuff. And we found out very quickly you got to sell a whole heck of a lot of lip balm to make the it margins money. Margins are slim. Margins are okay. It's just selling five bucks at a time. Yeah. You got to sell a ton to right. make any money, right? right? And so, you know, it was it was good, but we, we quickly found out that it's going to be harder than we thought. Okay. And uh, And we thought, you know, we got to get this out there. That's when I went. Ended up going summer selling. I was okay. trying to keep the dream alive. I had sure. quit my good job too early, right? And jumped okay. off the cliff and said, "I'm doing this full time." Well, that lasted a couple of months, and then I needed money again. Yeah, I got a brand new little family. Um, ended up having a um, brand new little girl, you know, and we're lucky enough to have this this little baby and and no insurance at the time, and you know, just crazy living yeah. a crazy entrepreneur lifestyle in some crappy apartment. And so we decided to go out and sell security systems. We okay. heard, I had heard that people made really good money in the summer, uh -huh. four months of hard work and a lot of money. So I, I was chasing that. And while I was out there sitting in, sitting in Austin, Texas, uh -huh. 106 degrees, you know, on a curb, just in between knocking doors and selling these things and thinking, how on earth can I get millions of people to hear about my idea? Uh -huh. And I thought of reality TV. I'm sure. like, you know what, reality TV, and, and I was too naive and too, you know, inexperienced that nobody could tell me I couldn't do it. Right. Which I use, and I tell people, use that to your advantage. Like, yeah. that's okay. Like, if you believe in it and, 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 you know, you haven't had enough life experience to, for people to be downers, so, right? So, so sorry, I'm going to back that. up a little bit. At, at this time frame, right? So, 
you develop a concept in your mind at 16. We'll call it 16, right? Because you, you saw a need in the marketplace as a high school kid, which again, guys, high school kids, the best age, in my opinion, because you're in the in crowd, right? You're in high school, right? Yeah. Um, in high school, so you're 16 years old. You have to you sit on this idea until you're 21, right? Now you've you've developed a product. You have a product. How how old are you now at this point? You have a family now. You have a baby. I mean, it maybe been a year. It maybe so twenty years to like three. Yeah, I'm okay. 20, 22 years old, twenty three years old, and I'm like trying to figure out how to scale this thing. Cool. And that's when we end up. And I, I looked at every reality TV show that I could possibly think of, and and came to Shark Tank. Okay. And that's when I, I literally t- remember typing into Google how to get on Shark Tank. Cool. And, you know, pops up casting calls. And just so happened that weekend there was a casting call in Dallas, Texas. Okay. And I was in Austin, Texas. So how we far take off. It's an hour and a half. Oh, that's it? That's easy. It's, it's close. Almost like it was meant to be. It, it totally was. Yeah. That's, what I, that's what I still think to this day is it, it totally was meant to be. We go there, stand in line for hours. Hours and hours and hours with thousands of people. What'd you bring with you? And uh, brought our kiss sticks. Your kiss sticks, that's it? Well, we showed up in suits, okay? So we show up, we're we're like, we're thinking we need to be polished. Uh We show up in suits and a tie and, you know, nice shirts, nice shoes, everything. And so did everyone else. Thousands of people, everyone's dressed up. And so the second we pulled up and looked at the crowd, we said, you know what? We gotta, we gotta change. We're in college. We're young. We're, we're, you know, kind of irreverent. Yep. We need to act that way. So we went to the outlet mall right there by the American Airlines Stadium and got bright blue and bright green Chuck Taylors. Okay. You know, some some ripped jeans and then a button-up shirt. Underneath, we had our Kistics branded t-shirts. And so when we got up there and it was finally our turn after seven hours of waiting, we tore off the buttons off of our shirt. We had our Kistics shirt underneath and our bright Chuck Taylors and just showed some personality. Yeah. No suits, no ties, like that was us. Instantly they probably grabbed their attention. Like, instantly they're like, oh, this they is They told us we had 30 seconds to pitch. After a minute we were still talking. After a minute and a half we so were still cool. talking. And finally she had to say, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta hear these other people. Hang on, hang tight. So, okay, so you waited for seven hours. I mean, um, she's talking to you guys. You haven't, I mean, this is just just producer, right? You're talking Casting to director. Casting director. Yeah. Um, like at what point do you start getting tingles? Like, oh my gosh, like she's still listening and we've been doing this. Like after she told, we were like third in line. They, they got us all around this little fold up table okay. and we're like the third one to pitch. There's five people pitching at the same time. Oh, geez. Okay. So she gives everybody, she says, you have 30 seconds go. We listened to two that were done in 30 seconds that she cut, she cut them off. Like, all right guys, like, you're done. Okay, that's 30 seconds. You know. Okay. Yep. Well, okay. and then, and then she goes to the next and then they dismiss you all as a group after the end, after you hear everybody pitch. So we're third. Okay. We're pitching our guts out. Buttons go flying. Right. We're pitching our guts out. And she says to and she lets us pitch. And we're 45 seconds in and she's not saying anything. It's a minute in and she's not Everyone saying anything. Everyone else has been, since been cut off. Yeah, everybody's been cut off. Oh, and dude. so she's asking questions. And then she goes, wait a second, do you have any sales of this stuff? Like, yeah. is this a real business? We're like, yeah, we've got like $80,000 in sales, which was a lot for lip balm. Uh-huh. And, uh, and she's, she's laughing about it and she's like engaging with us. And so we thought that was just super interesting yeah. and cool. And, uh, and that's when, you know, we, we realized maybe we had something. Oh yeah. Cool. Well, you had known all along, right? You had known all along this was going to be a home run since you were 16 years old. It just took constant dedication and uh, like failure and then revisit, right? Failure, overcome, revisit. Fail- I mean, that's a cycle, right? And then finally, yeah. so you're pitching, you're 23, you had this 
So okay, so you get so is it sat that night you get on the show or how long do you, you wait know, or what's take, it? It took months, months and months and months. Did they keep calling you back? Hey, they we need to talk again. Hey, what are your sales now? What are you doing to further your business? All of that stuff, um, and really trying to refine our pitch of what we were going to say cool. to the sharks, what we we're going to you know refining us and our our business proposition, okay. and uh, and talking with the casting directors and going through. I mean, they said something. And this was way back years ago in season right. three. Now Shark Tank's so much bigger. Right. But on that season, there was something like 60,000 people that tried out. Out of those 60,000 people, there were 100 selected. Mm -hmm. 100 that actually went and pitched. And out of those 100, there were like 60, I believe, that made it on actually yeah, on the show so, to air. Um, you'll probably go over this, but I want to know like – how much of that is staged? You going in? You're literally like, did you talk to them before? Did they tell we you never like? Never had talked to them before. Like, hey, dude, great idea. We're gonna buy it, but you gotta pay like nothing. It's real. It was organic. Yeah, it's it's real. What what I like to tell people, what you see on that show, um, you kind of see the highlight reel. Uh -huh. We were in there for over an hour. Oh, serious? Um, they knew all sorts of things about us. I mean, they really? they they had no previous experience with us. We hadn't talked to them. They weren't. They didn't have time to Google the business. Uh -huh. Nothing like that. Uh, what? What we told them was what they knew about the business, and then they're making a real decision right there of whether or not so they want to. So, is there a possibility? I thought of this. Is there a possibility they make a decision, and then after they go look at some numbers, and they're like, "Shoot, I don't yeah." There especially, is a especially if people you know haven't factored things into their valuation, gotcha. especially if people have embellished a little bit when they okay. get on that carpet and they're they're talking. Yeah, everything tends to, want to, to embellish <laughs> things, right? right? So, so there is that possibility. Okay. It's a, it's really a gentleman's agreement when you shake hands. Okay. And uh, you, and you know that before ending, ending, right? Yeah, you're, they tell you before due diligence. Like, hey, okay, they say do me. not lie, right? They say do yeah. not embellish, Probably do not over, lie. Over, over. It will be found out eventually. Cool. So, so you're we're, you're making a real agreement. It's a real handshake yeah. agreement. And then of course it goes like any any business deal goes into due diligence. Everybody mm -hmm. looks on on both sides to make sure everybody had factually laid out everything. Cool. And then and, and you know the valuation is a correct valuation based sure. on what you said. And if everything's good, it gets funded. Cool. Which is what happened to us. So, so yeah, let's back, let's back up a little bit. So you're now what, 23, 24? Yeah, 20, so, 20, yeah, 20, geez, like 22 years old, I think. 22, so, 22 still, okay. Years old. So and you're behind 10. those doors, because I've seen Shark Tank like, almost every episode, right? And you come walking through, it's like, dun, 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 yeah, dun, right? Yeah. And then you walk in, are you shell-shocked when you see that panel? Because that panel's worth, I mean, billions, billions of dollars. And not only that, probably some of the smartest business minds in the world here you are, twenty-two-year-old kid, and a sixteen-year-old idea. Idea, right? A you make, you make, you know, those two kids, idea. whatever. Um, I, I mean, is your adrenaline pumping? Are you shaking? Are you just so confident at this point? You're you like, know, I made this far. You know, just huck it, just go. Let's just do this. I really, I felt like we we prepared and prepared and over prepared for this. I watched every single episode of Shark Tank up to that point. Cool. I had, I had down. Which people were going to ask me what questions? What was their investing style? What? Um, who was going to ask me what? Who was going to give me crap for? But they didn't give you. The business? They didn't give you any knowledge about what they're going to ask. We did they this on our own. Okay. We did this completely okay. on cool. our own. You didn't have to do it. Uh, I just wanted to be prepared, mm -hmm. and I wanted. I really wanted to know my numbers cold. You know, just yeah. absolutely hundred percent. Somebody asked me a question about numbers. I've got it. Yeah. I've got it top of mind. I didn't want to freeze up in there. Right. And so the first thirty seconds was intimidating. But once yeah. I got past that, and they started asking questions and interacting, it it's like, these are people. Yeah. These are people who have done some amazing things yeah. and can help me. Right. And so now I kind of changed from being terrified to being 
the opportunist and right. saying, what is it going to take in this hour so that cool. I have to get one of them on my side? And so, well, I, I've watched the episode and I, I'll say, you, you look, you sounded and looked really confident. Like, I, I mean, I knew like just cause the idea and everything, I was like, dude, dude's going to get a deal. That's <laughs> and honestly, yeah. at that time, honestly, I was, I was one of the hundreds of people that know you that were probably like, dang man, like that's so cool. Why can't that be me? I was jealous, but super happy at the same time. So, okay. You get the deal. Um, they go through their due diligence. They're like, Oh, this is legit. They didn't lie. So then what happens next? You get, you, you start meeting yeah. with Mark Cuban all the time. Mark Cuban's the one who gave him the deal. Yeah, we did end up doing a deal with him. Um, we were one of the first product companies uh, that he had invested cool. in, a kind of product, retail product. Um, so he really, it was, he, it was his first season where he was on the show as a regular uh -huh. shark instead of a guest shark. Um, and so he really didn't have a team built out. So he had a couple people on his team okay. um, that were willing to help where they could, but they weren't retail experts. So they weren't. So you were mainly dealing with him. He didn't have a team. It, so it was, it was us and it was, you know, was, giving him updates and, okay. and him helping where he could. But really, it was, it was up to us to kind of continue. You now, financial it's completely different. He's right. got an amazing team. He's got this built out, you know, an accounting side of, of Amazon specific like help with Amazon and distribution cool. and all this awesome stuff. But we were one of the very early ones, so right. we've, we've kind of seen that happen uh, over the years of working with him. But but great advice. I mean, cool. and, and the, the response rate of the guy that's as busy as that, who we can send an email to, and he'll he'll shoot well, back his opinion and his thoughts. Fast forward, how old are you now? Thirty two. Thirty one. Thirty one. And who did you talk to today? Today, you know, send so an you're still talking to, send an update That's so to cool. Mark and he sends a thing back just right away after, you know, 20 minutes after sending the so email, cool. he sends it over. Just, just a fantastic guy. Great, great business mind. Yeah. And, you know, it's taken, the company has taken all sorts of different, over the years, mm -hmm. it's gone left and right and up and down. And, you know, it's, we've pivoted many, many times. Right. But he's been there to, to, to help and mentor. Help and mentor and, and really oh, that's awesome. know, be there for us, which is cool from yeah. a guy that busy and so with that net worth. So since then so since then we we've become buddies. I've learned a lot about you and your history. You've opened up, you started, you sold a bunch of different companies. How much of that was because you followed your idea? Like how much how much of I guess how much like of the snowball effect happened because you like I'm just gonna do it. We're just gonna see what happens. I'm gonna rip open my yeah. shirt. You think Every, everything? Everything goes back to that because it's not it's not only the confidence, but then I call it my education. Okay. So it was my springboard. Not from you to you though. Not from I mean, bless you to you. you. Bless you to you. Yeah, there's a lot you can learn in school. Um, <laughs> this is a school of like the school of the streets. Like but the school at some point, you gotta do it. Yep. You gotta do it. Yep. And cool. and hopefully school can give people you know a little more knowledge, not to make some critical mistakes early on, especially in the number side and, and really understanding the financial side. But you know, that was my, that was my MBA. You know, so I jumped cool. in there. I, I dropped out learning of school and just started, started learning right. from the guys who have done it. And it's cool. And I think that's been critical is to get good mentors, get good people telling you what to do, how to do it. And then learning as you're kind of building the plane as you're right. flying it. I like, you know, well, I love that. Speaking of concept. that, um, I want to learn more about your business as you go. I don't know if we have the time tonight, but we for sure will learn those. But what you just said is so, so much the path that we want to take now. So we did interview just Dal, like awesome story of how Kistix came about, how his whole business prowess is and how he, you know, 
just did it, right? Just I said huck it, by the way, with an H. I realized that. But that's like my, like, you know how when you're little and you're like, oh, just do it. Just huck it, man. Just go. Like, I, I feel like. Send that, it. Yeah, send it. That's probably a better one. Again. But like, um, you did that and it's helped your whole life until now. You're in this incredible space and you went from lip balm to babies, which is quite a jump. And then you've had, um, you know, the, the stand-up paddle boards. You've had all these other things in the, in the middle that you've helped well, with. Yeah, consulting things and you know, online businesses yeah. and learning how to, how to drive traffic yeah. to, to, and, and how to make that traffic convert. I mean, there's been learning so with many the times, things right? The like this, 10 years ago, yeah. and it wasn't you, a whole lot you could do on Instagram, exactly. right? But now, now it's all about that Instagram. So, um, anyway, so what we'd like to do is we've both opened, started, closed, failed, succeeded to, to a point in, in business. And we want to help young entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs that are older or successful or not successful. We want to help and get your stories heard. And so Dow and I are going to be teaming up and we're going to be doing these podcasts once a week. And we want to interview you. If you feel like you have an awesome story, guys, I don't care if you failed a hundred times and you hit a grand slam on your 900 try like Thomas Edison, or if you're on your first one and you happen to hit it out of the park, then I don't care. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your stories. We want to spotlight you. We want to you know, we want to interview you at your place of business. I think that's so cool. Um, and learn from you. I mean, that's yeah. one of the coolest things learn. is hearing people's stories and how they've thrived and how they've failed. Yep. And like, and that's what we want to build is this community mm -hmm. that all of us are learning from each other. And uh, everybody has so much to give and so yep. much to offer. And these stories are not only inspirational, but yep. they're actual things that people can go yep. out and action mm -hmm. and and you know maybe my failures and my mistakes save one of you from yep. from having that same experience mm -hmm. and, it, and if it saves one person from having a costly mistake then then this podcast will have been a success yeah. and and i just look forward to seeing what people are up to and, yeah. and you know how how we can help each other and how right. we can how we can all um learn from this i think it's going to be a super Huge. fun project and i also think the people who watch this um there's some great minds out there that are just they're to the point where they just have to they just have to huck it right yeah and so I think watching this understanding that dude you're gonna fail guess what you're gonna fail you're gonna fail over and over and over again but that's okay it may take eight years six years whatever it was for Kistics to bam take off but keep going and I think seeing you know I think seeing the crowd of people that have succeeded some that haven't understanding their failures, understanding how they kept going is going to help some people. So we want to hear from you. Um, so check us out on Instagram. I'm JK Johnson, D Dallas Robin, um, on Instagram, uh, or Dallas Cade Robinson is my business account. Cool. So follow those, reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook or, or however you want to find us. If you know our, if our phone numbers, whatever, um, reach out to us. We'd love to come interview you and then, uh, maybe help you with some business questions you might have, but thanks for listening. Do you have anything else to add? Well, just uh, one last thing that you know, Mark Cuban always says as we talk about failures and successes. Uh, some one of the things that stuck with me that he said is, "You only have to win once. All right. That one time is that. all it takes." Yep, and I so that. I think as we as we go through that, and we talk to all these people, that you just remember, whatever you go through, no matter what you go through, all it takes is winning one time. That. I'm gonna write that down. So, thanks, guys. I appreciate you watching, and have a good one. Thanks, we'll guys. talk to you soon.